in so many different situations where we're growing. We're growing. And what I want you to do going forward, wherever you are, whatever situation you're in, whatever environment you're in, I want you to see leadership being displayed before you. I, I mean, let's say if you're going and you're walking in a store, you're going shopping, you're walking in a restaurant. See, now you're thinking as soon as you walk in, you're going to look at the room. Like we said before, you walk in the room, you're an influencer. You look in and saying, okay, you know, who's in charge, what's going on around you. But also now you're starting to watch people. You're watching how management does things. You're watching how, you know, if you're in a restaurant, you're watching how management, if, if you're in a store, how everybody's functioning because you're, you're aware. Your awareness just starts, you know, I mean, just awesome looking and seeing what's happening. How about even when you watch, when you watch shows and, 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 and movies? When you go to, I want you to start thinking that way. So speaking of that, movies. All right. Now, this is one of my, the favorite movie of mine, all times. So I'm going to share this with you, and then we're going to start. Because the lesson we have, we're going to go through. We can go through and fill in blanks all day, can we not? Come on. Now listen to this. This is a movie that is one that has become my favorite of all times. It is Remember the Titans. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. It's not, I want, you, I want you, how many have ever seen Remember the Titans before? Okay. How many have not? Okay. I recommend that you do. Here's, here's why. Now, how many, when, you, when you've seen Remember the Titans, tell me what do you think your experience from watching it and, 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 and you know, just summarize what it was about. Anybody, just what was the movie about? Leadership. See, you just threw that out there, but we're going to come back and say why. Because you just can't throw out a word. We're going to find out why. <laughs> leadership. Yeah, we all know it's about leadership because of leadership class. You see what he just, you see what he just did to us? What? Come on, now, everybody go like this. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So leadership. What else? What, tell me some other dynamics. What's happening? Work. Working together. Coexisting. Overcoming obstacles. Okay. Wow, put, see, there you go. See, pushing beyond your fears, right? You see what I'm saying? Because we know what happened during that time, of course, of segregation, and then, of course, having to come together at schools, you know, to one school, and, 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 and here they are now, busing, being bused during the time, during that time in our country, and it was T.C. Williams High School, and no other high school actually had to come together during that time to try to coexist, get together. And what was so cool about it was not just the football on the field, but also off the field. And if you look at the dynamics of stuff, as Robert said, there's so many leadership, I mean, just opportunities, or we're talking about growing or influence just watching that movie. Think about the people. You have Coach Yost. You have Coach Boone. You have Brian Pertier. Who else do you have? Who's the other? Julius. Who else do we have? People that kind of like stood out. Do you remember? Well, we'll just stay with those. Okay. Now, think about this in leadership. You know what? Remember when we said this, that leadership is, is not, not only is one of the most loneliest, can be one of the most loneliest places to be. What happened with the coaches, especially Coach Yost? Remember his friends, the ones that he was with, and they were coaching from their school, and he came over, and he had to sit down across the table, his offensive coach, if you will, and pretty much they're going forward. He says, we're running with this, and he said, I can't go with you. He lost a friend. He lost a friend. You think about Brian Vettier when he's sitting there and his friends that he played football with. And in the locker room, he had to, and he had to let one of his players go because he wasn't getting on board. Guess what? He lost a friend. But the all-time favorite, favorite quote of that movie for me, 
is when they're outside and they're practicing nothing. There was a camp and nothing was working. Nothing was coming together. And the two leaders, Julius and Brian, were butting heads. Then they stopped and they had to, if you remember, they had an assignment. And the assignment was, like when you came in here, one of the first things we asked you to do is what? To get to know each other. You're right, you remember that? To get to know each other. And so you sat down and you talked to people. So they had to get to know each other. They had to know some, a few things about each person. And some of the players wanted to do it and some of them did not. And it caused some tension. So here's what happened. Here's the tension. Here's the whole situation now. Coming, coming until, they, until they got together and had to deal with it. They're right there, right after practice, and said, hey, listen, we've got to do this. Let's just, get, let's just deal with the particulars and let's just get it out of the way. Then we can move on. Well, Julius tells Brian, you're not going to know nothing about me because I'm not going to tell you anything about me. He says, see, man, and then they're talking, and they have, then they're having this dialogue back and forth about his attitude. And then the attitude, here, here's what happens. He says, see, man, you know, that's the kind of attitude. And he said, attitude. He says, listen, man, you the coach or you the captain? He said, yeah, I'm the captain. Then he said something like this. Then why don't you tell, listen to me, your white friends, because this, this was during that time, your ball players to block for Rev. The Rev's a quarterback. Are you with me? And then, then he says, yeah, you the captain, you the captain. He said, hey, man, he said, then why don't you do you know, what you're supposed to do, and why don't you stop being, pretty much what he was saying is, stop being your own man. You know, you don't, you don't block, you don't, you don't help us out, you leave your players out to dry, and me in particular, you're leaving me out to dry. And so then they have this dialogue. You're the captain, right? You're the captain, right? He says, yeah, man. And Brian says to him, yeah, but see, that attitude, man, that's a bad attitude. He said, attitude reflects leadership. Attitude reflects leadership. And the reason why I said that is they had attitudes, but it was reflecting the leadership. Everybody say leadership. Think about where you are. Think about where you work. Think about the attitudes. Think about if you're leading, because attitude, attitudes reflect what? Leadership. Leadership. And so this is why it's very important. So, and I encourage you, if you haven't watched that movie, go watch it, get it, rent it. It's something you should, you should keep, not just about football. And it's not just about, you know, his daughter, you know, that just she grew up and she just loves sports. It's, see, all those, those little pieces were great, but what's so important here is the dynamics of them getting together. Leadership was on multiple levels. It was in the school. It was outside of the school. It was on the, foot, on the, on the football field. It was even amongst each other. So you learn. Everybody say you learn. Okay, now, that, would you not say those who watched the movie that it was a growth? A growth, a growth movie. All right. So let's turn over now and let's talk about some reflections. Let's finish up our time reflecting a little bit. Uh, reflections of a leader, reflections of a leader. And so what I want us to do is we're going to start here where it says uh, reflections of a leader, part one. And we're going to cover some details. Results of reflection time. How many of you have ever used time to reflect, you know, where you are, you know, what you've accomplished, what are some goals, things that you need to work on? All right. You with me? Okay. So do you see where it says results of reflection time? All right. So let's go ahead and let's fill in some of our blanks. Let's make sure if you're there, say, I got it. All right. Everybody knows what page we're on. What's it? 77. All right. Here we go. Number one. Results of reflection time, it says, it allows us to have, have second thoughts first. Second thoughts first. To ponder, to consider, 
to think, to what? Pray. To, over time, here's what happens, the important and the unimportant separate. Ooh, I like that. Over time. Isn't that true? When you start thinking about things in life, we say, man, this is important. And then as we get older, we become, or we become wiser, then guess what happens? That which we felt was important and that which is unimportant, separate. Wow. And so no other entity works as well, it says here, as time in teaching us. You've heard somebody say, well, it just takes time. It's going to take time, right? Wow. What a teacher. Number three, only time will allow us to journey from the know-how of leadership to the know-why of leadership. See, we can know how to lead, but do we know why? Wow. Okay? Then it says, here's the application of the important principles. I want to give you these principles. Here we go. These are the five stages of leadership knowledge. Number one, know how to lead. This deals with warning and growth. Know how to lead. When we know how to lead... This deals with warning and growth. Warning and growth. Well, number two, know who to lead. So think about this. Knowing who to lead, this deals with community. I heard someone say, Robert, talked about community in your group there. And also teamwork. So we know who to lead. This deals with what? Community and teamwork. All right. Number three, know where to lead. So here we've covered so far how and who. Now let's talk about where. Know where to lead. Listen, this deals with calling, your calling, and vision, and vision. Sometimes, some people are leading in places that they shouldn't, be, they shouldn't be leading because they weren't called to lead in that place. And so what's happening is they're having a hard time. They're having a hard time leading calling because here's what happens when you have a calling what's going to also come along with your calling is a vision so so you have some people that are that they feel like hey i'm supposed to be a supervisor but they have no vision to be a supervisor are, are, are you, you listen to what i'm saying okay now there are some people that feel like hey i should be you know have my own business now listen but some people who have their own business are not doing well. So they don't know how to lead in that area. They're not, they're not functioning well. Uh, um, they, don't have a, they, they don't have a vision for it. Okay? And even in ministry, there are those we're talking about where to lead. They say, I want to lead. I want to lead in the church. Okay, what's your calling? I don't know. <laughs> well, if you don't know, how can you lead? You see what I'm saying? Because if you know, then guess what's going to come along with that? Vision. Are you with me? Okay. Number four. Number four. Know when to lead. So when do I lead? It's a great question. Well, this deals with timing and effectiveness. Timing and effectiveness. It's just like, you know, you have something you want to say to somebody. Man, and you know that this is a really help them. But you know timing is important. Because if it's not the right timing, it's not going to be effective. They'll hear you, but they won't hear you, right? It'll go right over their heads because of what? It's the wrong timing, right? Now, now Betty and I, we laugh at each other and we do that at certain times. And I'll come in, I'm all excited about something. I want to talk about something. And she's in the middle of doing something. And all she has to do is look at me. <laughs> and vice versa, 
don't have to say anything. Because what that means is timing, brother, which is okay because I'm like, I got it. You know, I have no problem with that, but I'm like, I'll be back. <laughs> so for the right time. So what, because, you know, what happens is this, is, is that, you know, and it could be something that, you know, how many trying to talk to somebody while they're on the phone? Come on now. Right. You know, someone's on the phone, you're on the phone talking to somebody, someone's talking to you. You know, <laughs> look, I'm on the phone, right? Come on, you know what I'm saying? Timing, wait till I get off the phone, right? Stuff like that, right? Come on, stuff like that. And, and remember that, it's important. It, say timing. timing and effectiveness. Now, mm-hmm. number five, here it is, why? Why? Know why to lead. This deals with our motives. Oh, man, what is my motive? And it deals with security. Security. So these, all these things are important. So we're going to look at five reflections for the rest of the night. We'll be done. Like I said, it's not very long. Five reflections. Five reflections. Because I want you, when you leave, I want you to reflect upon what you've learned. You know, you go over your, your book here. This is, I don't want you to walk out and go, oh, I fill in the blanks. Because it's more than just filling in the blanks. I want you to be able to go through and reflect. Go through, take some time. You know, take a break and say, wow, let me, let me go back, refresh, and see what, what I can capture that I can put to practice in what I do on a regular basis. It'll definitely help you. So let's look at reflection number one. Reflection number one is simply this. People become like their leader. People become like their leader. That's reflection number one. Well, think about this. And we talked about this last night as believers, and we said over in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, those who were here in Bible study, it talked about for us to be imitators of God. The imitators of God. So, so he's leading us. He's our heavenly father. We should do what? Imitate him. All right? That's on the spiritual level. So think about this, though. People become like their leader. People become like their boss. People become like, and you can feel in all the different blanks. I mean, you can. Notice. Here's, here it is. I teach what I know. Wow. This is, when you become, people become like their leader. It says here, I teach what I know. Second, I reproduce what I am. So think about if you don't like what you're reproducing, come on, somebody. The good thing is we're learning and we're growing. Come on. You see, I like that. Well, so this is when we get to this law. The law of, uh, uh, come on now, here it is. Here you are, a magnet. If I'm a magnet, magnetism, what does a magnet do? Boom. It's going to draw. So see yourself as a magnet. You got it? Now I want you to see yourself, the people that are around you right now, the people you hang out with, the people you work with, the people who are drawn to you. What are they like? What do they look like? What type of leadership? You see, I mean, think about it. What growth level are they on? Because here's the thing. We're drawing them to us. We're drawing them. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about this. Here it is. We attract who we are not, listen, who we are not, who we what? Want. Wow. We attract who we are not, who we want. Let me say it again. We attract who we who we want. We attract who we are not. Here we go again. We attract who we are not. Now, here we go. That's all right. Because this is very important. Go right over your head. 
We attract what? Wow. Not who we. Think about it. So here's the thing. Who are we attracting? Bless you. Who are we attracting? Think about it. (laughs) You're saying, well, let me see. This person hangs around me a lot. This person I hang around a lot. This, ooh, that person I hang around a lot. <laughs> hey, wh- hold on now, because we're attracting. Truth? Think about it. See? And, and that's the thing about, about the law of magnetism. We attract who we are, not who we want. We know what we want. But the truth is we only attract. What did we say? All right. Thoughts? Okay, let's open that up. Let's open up to the floor. So the question is, your leaders here, think about it. You know, here you are in whatever setting, whether it's work setting, because we're going to open up very general. And then how do you, so what I'm hearing is invest in the other person. Invest in people around you, because if you invest and you're pouring into them, that's going to help motivate them. I hear that as a piece. All right, someone else. We'll start. So display, we're talking about now we're displaying, you know, uh, to others. They can see that, hey, I'm growing. You know, I, I want to be exceptional. I, I, I just want to not just take charge, but I want to be responsible and lead. Yes, <laughs> you do. Yes, you do. Okay, good. Right here. Right. And then. And That's good. All right. So one more, we'll go with Miss Tanya. She had her hand up. Is exactly this. You're talking about creating a growing environment. Exactly what you said. If you think about what we just covered, what we did last, our last session, that we want to grow, but guess what? If the environment, I walk in an environment and I see it's a growing environment, then I'm thinking, hey, man, I'm going to grow. I'm, it's opportunity for what? Growth. Not just as far as moving up the corporate ladder, if you will, but even personal growth. Because I sense the environment is in such that that person is going to take a personal interest in me. But not only that, that person is going to help me train. That person is going to help me learn my job. See, so if you look at it that way, that environment is an environment to what? To grow. And so that's what's so, so very important about where we are and what we do as leaders. So all of you, fantastic I mean, tremendous job. Let's continue to go on. All right, lessons to be learned. Let's talk about some of those lessons. Are you ready? We're learning some lessons. Here we go. Notice this. Are you there? Mm -hmm. It says this. It will take a conscious effort to appreciate and attract people. Let's start there. To appreciate and attract people who are different than the leadership. Wow. Because you know what's so easy to do? To attract people that are like. Well, I don't want to track that person. Man, they're always asking questions. I don't want to track that person. They always want to go in a different direction. But you know what? There are times when you need people to go in a different direction because the direction you may be going in is not right. But you have to make allowances or make room or, listen, be in an environment that you are even willing to grow as a leader. Just say, I don't know all the answers and start growing. Here we go. Two, the people tend to have the same strengths and weaknesses of their leadership. Lessons to be learned. The people tend to have the same strengths and weaknesses of their leadership. Strengths and weaknesses. Number three, 
the leadership of the organization must change before the people. Before the people. Remember, remember, people do what people see. Come on now. So if I'm not willing to change, if you're, I'm talking about you as leaders, if you're not willing to change, then guess what? Before your people, you're in that role, then they're going to do what they see. They're going to do what they, what's been modeled before them. Okay? And so it's very important in leadership. Listen, this is not just in the workplace. This is in the home. Come on now. Think about, you know, as children, raising children, or think about when you're a child and you're being raised, doing things, right? And sometimes as children, we did things we shouldn't have done. Come on, somebody. <laughs> right? And something else could have totally, the correct model, what we're supposed to do is modeled in front of us. And what happened? We didn't do it. Right? Or think about it this way. We actually did what was modeled in front of us. You see what I'm saying? You know, and, and we as parents, we have to step up and understand this is a time for what? Growth. Inward growth. Well, why did Johnny do this? Why did Susie do this? And they will say, Mom, Dad, because you do it. And then we would go, no, I don't. Really? Well, that's where they got it from. See? Sometimes we think it's outside the house. And sometimes it's, come on, somebody. All right? It's in the house. (laughs) All right. And then times it's outside. I remember when we, of course, I can only talk about stories about us. And I remember our son, Stephen, and he's, uh, I'm not sure how old was he, uh, running around the block and picked up some colorful words. About three. So, so about three or four. He was hanging out with some, he was hanging out with some guys that was running the neighborhood at three. So, but he's on, he's on this little bike. He's on this little bike going around because we were in the military. So, you know, there's a lot of people going around and stuff. And, and his little friend was Robert. I don't think it was you, Robert, but his little friend was Robert. I'm just joking. I remember Robert. <laughs> Robert, you're a bad seed. But anyways, okay, so, but <laughs> pray for Robert. Okay, anyways, what's Robert doing? I hope he's not in jail. But anyways, I'm just saying, but anyways, anyways, Stephen would go over to his house, hang out there, eat and stuff like that. And, and then we were in the house just doing something, watching TV, maybe eating popcorn, watching a movie. Dinner. Oh, dinner. And all of a sudden you sat at the table and, and, and blank, blank came out. We're like, what? Where'd that come from? But see, kids at that age, it's just, it's just a word. And so we said, I looked at Betty. I said, where he learned that from? Did he learn that from you? You know, but no, that's joking. No, I'm just kidding, kidding. So she looked at me, said, what you been teaching him, okay? But we said, Stephen, where'd you learn that from? Where you get the, you know, first we said, hey, because you have to find out, because if you just shut it down, you ain't going to find out, you know? Wow, where you, where you learn that from? Wow, you never used that before. Oh, I, I was hang, I'm hanging around Robert. And that's the way, that's just what I learned. I said, okay, you can't hang around Robert no more. (laughs) That's Robert coming in here, and Robert causing you to get a spanking. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I encourage you, you got to pick your buddies wisely, because you're going to get worn out, okay? And those are not good words. So we had to learn a lesson quick. And I think Robert was not his buddy after that. Okay, so, but here's reflection number two. Are you ready? Here we go. We've got a few more minutes. Leading others takes. Here's what it takes. I think you've already said this. I heard this already tonight. Guess what? It takes courage. That's right. It takes courage. If you're going to lead, it takes courage. Whew, how about if you guys, have any of you ever had to fire anyone? 
How did that make you feel? Oof. Have any had to walk them to the door? Okay. How would that make you feel? And even if you like the person, but you had to do the one fire. See, that's what leaders have to do sometimes. Courage. Courage. Wow. Here we go. Knowing the right decision, listen, is easy. Making the right decision is hard. I know what the right decision is. Oh, man, that's easy. But can I implement it? Woo, sometimes it becomes challenging, isn't it? So the word for that is hard, all right? So here's lessons to be learned. Are you ready? Here's some lessons that we can take away from this. Number one, a leader is responsible to place the interests of the organization first. We're talking organization. See, first. Two, each courageous, listen, courageous call requires what? Much time, energy. Got that so far? And guess what? Power. You're going to make a courageous call. You're going to make some changes. You're going to do things different. Man, it's going to take energy because it'll drain you. How many know it'll drain you? See? Time, you've got to sit there. You just can't do something off the cuff. And then power. All right? Three. Each courageous call demands risks. How many ever hired someone before? And all you have to do is go by what their resume says, Right? You know, uh, even yourself, you've been hired, and sometimes you've, you've, you are a good employee, and sometimes, whoo, and sometimes you get good employees, and sometimes, you see? So guess what's happened? Even though that person looks good on paper, you're still taking a risk. You're taking a risk. But a leader, that's what leaders do. Let's go on, Okay. All right, here it is. Oh, listen, each courageous call, understand this, it was questioned. This is what we learned, questioned. So just because you're a leader doesn't mean that you're not going to be questioned. And if you don't like to be questioned, you shouldn't be leading. Because leaders, they look at you as having what? The answers. So if you have the answers, that's what they're going to ask you what? Questions. So you can't take it personally. That's your position, right? So everybody say questioned, but you're going to love this one and criticize. Come on now, all right? So guess what? You have to understand. That's why leading or being a leader sometimes is one of the most loneliest places because, first of all, everybody don't want to go there. And you find sometimes you look around, you're the only one there, all right? So people are going to question what you do. They're also going to criticize you, all right? But you know what? That's the territory. Everybody say territory. Don't you just love it? Come on. There you go. Increase it. Here we go. Another one. Five. Each courageous call. These are lessons to be learned. Guess what? They cost me greatly. It's going to cost you something. Cost me greatly. Remember, it may cost you time. Cost you energy. Do you know what? Remember? Now, remember this. Remember the Titans. It costs several people in that movie the friendships. Friends. Because they chose to go a different way. They chose to lead from a different level. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Six. Each courageous call of leadership. Listen. A courageous call lifted me to a higher what? Has to lift. Everybody say lift. Lift. Tough calls equals. You don't like this. Guess what? Breakthroughs. Tough calls 
equals breakthroughs. Think about it on your job. When you, have you ever made a tough call before? I mean, you really had to make this decision like, oh, man, and you pondered. And even sometimes maybe you procrastinated and you're like, oh, man, I got to make this call. I got to make this decision. It's a tough call. But once you made it, it was like, whew. guess what? It was a breakthrough. It's a breakthrough. All right. So it's only what it's lonely at what the top. So you better know why you're there. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. All right. So we just have a few more, and then we're done with our reflections of a leader. Cool. All right. Number three. Here it is. We're talking about team leadership is more effective. How many believe that than individual leadership? Huh? Team leadership is more effective than individual leadership. We want to all work together. We're all rowing in the same boat. It's like, hey, guys, we're not rowing together. Come on now. Somebody's not pulling their weight. Come on, team. All right. So right up top, reflection number three, team leadership is more effective than individual leadership. There's laws of teamwork. Can I tell you what those laws are? Are you ready? The law of the Lone Ranger. One is too small of a number to achieve lasting significance. Biblically speaking, same truth. One can put a thousand to flight. Two could put 10,000 to flight. Think about it. You see? So understand leadership principles here you go here's another law laws of teamwork here it is the law of the bench the bench like in sports the law of the bench guess what great teams have depth just ask the ones who are not playing in the nba playoffs right now they don't have depth and they don't have depth on their team the ones who are playing still in it they do that's just a fact you can tell some of these guys are getting worn out okay here we go it's true that's th- so number three, here it is, laws of teamwork, the law, listen, the law of the niche. Everybody say niche, N-I-C-H-E, niche. That means each player has a place where they add the most value. That's my niche. That's my niche, man. That's, that's something that I do very well. Each player. Everybody say each player. each player. Here's another law of teamwork, laws of teamwork, the law of Mount Everest. The law of Mount Everest. Listen, as the challenge increases, the need for teamwork increases. In other words, I can't climb that mountain by myself. I need help to get to this top of the mountain. All right? Here's number five, the law of the chain. Chain, think about it. Right? The strength of a team is impacted by its what? Weakest link. So if we, if we see and you see that there's someone on your team and they're not as strong as the other person, See, we can take on two different type of attitudes, can we not? What's one attitude we can take? What is that? A negative. Leave them behind. That's negative, isn't it? That's negative. Then what's another attitude we can take? Build them up, and now where they were weak, now they become what? Stronger. So they're no longer a weakest link. They become strong, and now all the links become, come on, strong, working together. Are you with me? All right? Number six, this is the laws of teamwork. The law of dividends. How many like dividends? I know I do. Come on. Investing in the team compounds over time. I encourage you to invest. Always invest. Right? You know, just like the stock market. Here's number four. Number four, you'll love this, adversity. How many of you like adversity? Woo, come on, somebody. Yeah, you just love it, right? You just want to cuddle. Next, adversity. Okay, listen, listen, adversity, when I handle it correctly, 
help me become a better person and leader. Think about it. Just because we go through adversity, but when we handle it correctly, guess what? We become a better person and leader. So just because someone comes against you, remember, like, like criticism. Nobody likes to be criticized. Nobody really likes conflict. You know, you can be trained to go to war in a battle. That's what you're trained to do. But think about it on, 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 on an average level. No one really likes that. But you learn something. Everybody say learn. learn. You see? All right. So very important here. Now, let's go on. And, and we just, we're going to talk about some other things. We're almost done. Everybody say almost done. Wow, man. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, lessons I've learned, and this is his own personal life, and he's letting us look into his life. Okay? All right? Think about this. John Maxwell, a part in his time, you know, from a heart attack. He's going and going and going, physical ailment. Listen to this. He said, I've learned to be grateful for life. Wow. You know, isn't it something that you can go and go and go as a leader, and then sometimes not until something happens, even physically, you know, you don't stop and ponder and think and be grateful? But we should. Everybody say, I should. Okay. So let's go on. Helen Keller said this. I've often thought it would be a blessing if each human being were stricken blind. That's just what she's saying. And deaf for a few days during his early adult life. Darkness would make him more appreciative of sight. Silence would teach him the joys of sound. Wow. Sometimes we take things for granted. It's really what she's saying. Okay. Number two. Yeah. It makes you appreciate, doesn't it? And we shouldn't underappreciate. We should appreciate. Here we go. Number two, I've learned that you can never tell people you love. Listen, people you love that you love them enough. Wow. Come on now. You never can. I've learned. This is what he's learned in life, reviewing his life. And this is what a leader, a leader does, reflects. I've learned that you can never tell people you love that you love them enough. Three, I'm learning to be a good steward of my body. See, because what happens is leaders, a lot of times we don't take care of ourselves. We're going, we're going, we're moving. We're shaker and movers, man. I don't have time. I don't have time. You know, we don't eat right. We don't get sleep. Whoa. And we're opening up the door, you see, for things of this nature. Let's go on. Four, I've learned the grace of receiving. Do you think sometimes leaders have a hard time receiving? Because most of the time leaders are what? They're, they're givers. Wow. All right. Here we go. Five. I've learned again the value of prayer. Learn the value of prayer. And we'll go over them again. Six. I've learned to focus on what I have, not on what I have lost. Wow. Not on what I have lost. Seven. I've learned that developing a solid, this is what he's saying, enjoy team has paid off. So he's talking from a leadership perspective, looking over his life. Eight, I've learned to place my family first. Wow. Nine, I've learned that God still has plans for my life. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Okay. And there's some other things to reflect. But let's turn the page. This is number five. I told you. And number five, guess what? That's it. Wow. Here we go. Great leaders. 
add value. Remember, if you're not adding value, you're not, you're not really leading. They add value to the people they serve. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Did we say serve? Did you see that? Wow, what are leaders supposed to do? Serve. What did Jesus say? That he came and not to, and there's many reasons why he came, but that's one. Think about it. Was he not a leader? He led before us. Wow. Come on. Think about it. As he displayed three and a half years upon the earth, he led, he led. But man, when he tried to serve, there were those that said, what are you doing? Oh, think about Peter. What? Wait a minute. You're not going to wash my feet. <laughs> okay, well, Peter, you're not going to have anything to do with me. Okay, wash my feet then. Everything. Okay, here we go. Ready? Success. What is success? Success is knowing my purpose in life. That's what leaders have to ask themselves. Do I know my purpose? What is my purpose? What am I doing? Success is growing. Growing to my maximum potential. Am I growing? Let me look over my life. Also, success is sowing. Sowing seeds that benefit others. Am I sowing seed? Am I giving time? Wow. All right. Let's go down. How to add value to others. Are you ready? We add value to others when we truly value them. Think about it. If you don't value the person that you're working with or around, but you're saying I'm leading them, and you're not adding, you're not adding value to them, there's not, there's not an environment for growth. That's simply saying that, listen, you only add value to others when they, listen, when we truly value them. Think about if you value them or not. Here it is. When we truly value people, guess what? We truly value people we believe in them before they believe in, wow. See, when we truly value people, we believe in them before they believe in us. Wow. Here it is. When we truly value people, we serve them before they serve us. Wow. Wow. And having that kind of mentality. All right, here we go. Let her see. We draw others to us. Draw. So how do we add value? Number one, we said is this. We add value to others when we truly value them. A, when we truly value people, we believe in them before they believe in us. B, when we truly value people, we serve them before they serve us. C, when we truly value people, we draw others to us. We draw others to us. So you will always move forward. Listen, toward, excuse me, toward anyone who increases you and away from anyone who makes you less. Think about it. If, if, if you're increasing someone, you're helping someone to grow, guess what? They're going to move towards you. But if you're not, they're going to move what? Away from you. Wow. All right, number two. Here we go, how to add value to others. We add value to others when we make ourselves more valuable. Do you know that leaders, there are leaders that look at themselves and say, I'm not valuable? So if I'm not valuable, then I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to give. And if you don't feel like you have anything to give, then you're not valuable, then how can you help someone grow? How can you create an environment of growth? And it goes on and on and on, you see? And how can you, how can you take what you have and deposit it into others when you don't have value in yourself? So when you look in the mirror as a leader, you go, wow, what do I have to offer? What do I have to give? 
And then guess what? All, all it takes is just for a little while for a person who really wants to grow who asks you the same question. What do you have to value and what do you have to give? Why am I here? Wow. Interesting, huh? Okay. And then here we go. Three. We add value to others when we know and relate to what they value. I like what you were saying. Hey, spend time. Everybody say spend time. We have to learn to spend time with people. Learn to spend time and, and get involved and, 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 you know, invest. In other words, take interest. Now, I know you guys always, I, know, I say you guys because you're learning, learning me and I'm learning you. And I always, you always laugh when I tell you that I love being put into, I love being put into situations. And I want you to learn to look for situations that make you the most uncomfortable. Because all those situations, guess what? They allow you to grow. See? And you would hear the opposite of that. You would think, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. And we're so cautious. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. But guess what? We're not growing. So I say, as I always say, hey, man, you know what? Ride the elevators. Get in elevators with people. When you go up you're in the hospital, or you're in the, find out their name. Be bold. Hi. My name is. How are you? Ah, see? Challenging. So here's what I'm going to ask as we close, because we got all our blanks. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to ask anyone who wants to respond, what was the, one of the most challenging, one of the most challenging, very short and sweet, though, okay? One of the most challenging, if you had the most challenging time in your life, because you may have many, what's, what did you learn from it? A, what was the most, think about it this way, what was the most challenging and what did you learn? And that's how we're going to close it. I was going to say, how to make you feel. (laughs) I love it. So it was challenging. Right. And you learned, and it felt good. All right. Someone else. That's it. No one else is going, okay. Well, I guess, What? All right, no one, I don't want to share that. No, okay, well, that's okay. That's okay. But here's the thing I want you to remember. Whatever challenging moments that you've ever been in, you're leaders. And I'm, and I'm not saying, listen, understand my heart. When you're placed in challenging situations, when, when you're when involved in those moments and times, don't look at them as a negative. Look at them as what can I take away? How can I grow? How can I develop? Because what this whole session was about over these few weeks, was developing the leader within you. Developing the leader within you. See, that's what it's all about. And I know that sometimes we're taking turns, we're going around a corner, and we're thinking about others, weren't we? But we always came back to thinking about us. So that's the takeaway. When you go back and review your booklet, think about how did I grow? What did I learn? Because what we're going to do now when we get back together again, and I'm hoping that you'll join us, we will then talk about developing the leaders around you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for.